Hello and welcome back to River Heights Radio. I'm Carl. And I'm Hope. Hope, I gotta say, enjoying this warmer weather. Spring is finally here. Boy, it's finally getting warm enough to wear t-shirts and not wear jackets. And a few weeks ago, Nancy was just swimming. I'm just pointing it out. We found out a little bit more about the date in this book. And it turns out that it's now, as anyone in our town knows, May. And was a few weeks ago, April, when Nancy was at the beach, just just getting them raised. I didn't realize myself how close to the ocean we are here. Like anywhere in America, we are within driving distance. We're all fast travelers here in River Heights. We're, no matter where we need to go. If we need to go to a cabin or a resort... Or, I assume in the future, an alpine ski lodge. That's going to be a canoe's right away. Well, I'm glad that I know now to take out my pastel cotton dresses and put a lilac sprig in my hair. I gotta stay stylish. Oh gosh. Well, there's so much to talk about as we catch up with Nancy Drew and... Do you want to say it together? The lot... Mystery? The mystery at (laughs) At the the lilac Lilac Inn. Inn. I don't know about you, but I learned a lot about lilacs in this book. Yeah, the entire book continues to feel like whoever was writing it was at the same time reading the girls' outdoor encyclopedia of fun things. Going to Girl Scouts Weekly and being like, oh my, skin diving? I'm going to put that in there. Yes, information about skin diving and information about lilacs. And in the information about lilacs, I kind of looked it up and we're told that the lilacs came from, quote unquote, the Orient. Oh, that was one, yeah. And we've talked about in The Secret of the Old Clock, the man who was called just the Oriental. The Orient is a problematic term because even though it is rooted in just meaning the East, it obviously has a wide past of being a term that exoticizes other cultures and also lumps them together. Oh yeah. So it's controversial, but I would certainly not use it. I think that it does have a complex history. Current context where we're seeing a rise in awareness of the violence and hatred that Asian Americans are facing, it was interesting timing for me to visit a re-examining of this term. And I see Asian Americans saying that's a very vague term to call us Asian Americans. Asia is a really big continent. What I found out about the lilac tree is it came actually from Turkey or Persia, and that would be a lot more specific than the Orient. And the idea of it being blue pipes or making pipes, it is in fact a wood that can be made into pipes pretty well, but that goes back to the Greeks actually. And you know, the satyrs or pan would have used lilac bushes to make their reed flutes or things like this, whereas it's kind of just summed up as being part of the Orient. I couldn't find anything about lilac bushes being lucky in the West Indies or being something you planted by your door. In fact, most of the superstition information I could find about lilacs were European superstitions. So I couldn't even find anything about that, not saying it's not there. I just couldn't do it in a day's worth of, you know, occasional Google searches. So it's not easily available information. It took me a really long time to realize that when they said that they made pipes out of lilac bushes, it didn't mean for like plumbing. (laughs) Well, it took me a while to realize they meant like smoking pipes because I did think of like an instrument at first. 
Oh, okay. I didn't think of an instrument at all. That's what yeah. you meant by okay, yeah. By pan's pipe, yeah. yeah the yep. instrument. You thought the instrument. I thought plumbing. Yeah. Neither are correct. So in other words, it teaches us a lot about lilacs, but I wouldn't treat it like an accurate source of lilac information Mm-mm. or race information. Neither nor. Yeah. This book starts in the exact same way the previous novel started. On the high seas. So this happens out at the Muskoka a river that I believe is known to be in. Canada, but somehow snakes by river heights here on a branch that was the Angus River, a tributary of the Muskoka, the Angus River. Now, the Muskoka obviously is in Canada, and the Angus River is in Australia, and somehow they both find their way to us here in the Midwest in River Heights and then to the ocean, um, as all rivers do. Yeah, so we started out there on the high seas, a dangerous place for Nancy, as we see again, as she was in, in just immediately capsized for no reason this time, no law or anything well helen thought it might be a log but nancy looked out there and said i see no logs you got to be careful of those in here in river heights they're dangerous luckily they were both excellent swimmers and they both were wearing buoyant waterproof canvas traveling bags but you know who they didn't get any help from another villain cited by who helen Helen. She saw him and got caught his haircut and then was like, but Nancy, you're the one. You're the one, Nancy. So yeah, they, they capsized and then continued because they decided to canoe to see their friend and then see their friend who in this version owns the lilac inn. But before they see that friend, they stop and talk to another friend. Mm. And we find out that one of Nancy's lifelong wishes has been fulfilled. <laughs> Nancy has a twin. <laughs> a double out there. And it just starts with like, oh, so-and-so thought they spoke to you but didn't. Weird. That's weird. Oh, boy. What a what, a, what an auspicious start. Ugh, I can't even. We previously got a Scooby-Doo and a Count-Olaf. I feel in this one we got some sort of like Ocean's Eleven. Oh, definitely. Like it it was a complex series of things. The ways in which Nancy's life intersected with the crime that was happening wasn't even part of the main crime. She was just adjacent to it all. This entire book has Nancy ineffectually adjacent to crimes that are happening and kind of doing nothing about them. And at one point I listened to her theories about what might be going on and I just laughed. I was like, wow, Nancy Drew, conspiracy theorist. But she wasn't wrong. It was every every single thing that happened to Nancy was connected and the best part was though all the things that happened to her were connected, they weren't connected by her. No. Like, it wasn't like she was at the crux of it. Mm -hmm. It just all happened to her and was connected. So many beautiful parts about this. Let's do a countdown of the crimes that were occurring. Okay. One, somebody broke into Nancy's house and stole her credit card. Two, and impersonated. Somebody's impersonating Nancy Drew. Three, somebody's stealing equipment from from the inn. Now the question is, do we want to put everything that happens to the inn under the subheader, someone's pretending there's a jinx on the inn? Because they're not really doing that. But there's this theory that the innkeeper has, oh, somebody's trying to make this place seem jinxed. Mm -hmm. And you might want to say, oh, so they sell it. This is a Scooby-Doo. No, it has nothing to do with the inn. At all. So, okay, so when steals our equipment, digs up holes, screams by the river. I don't think we ever found out why that was. 
She's forced into a ditch by a truck. Cars are being stolen and forcing people off the road. Diamonds are stolen. There's, oh, there's uh, blackmail. Helen's knocked unconscious by a ghost. There is a ghost. It's a haunting. Their cabin is exploded by a time bomb. Oh my god. A time bomb with a special silencer that doesn't stop silencing it till the end. Another weird thread to tie up that we weren't asking for. This is why you didn't hear the time bomb right away, Nancy, but you eventually did. And then thought it was an alarm clock. <laughs> a rock is thrown at her head through a car window. Mm -hmm. To scare her off? Well, that's what she gets for going to Dockville, first of all. Okay, now, <laughs> listeners who live in River Heights know that Dockville is a bad neighborhood. It has... Rows and rows of tenements. <sighs> Tenement housing and the nice houses are only kind of nice. I'm not talking about the place with one or two maids. I'm talking about the type of place that has no maids and, I'm going to say it, roommates. Ugh. <laughs> and if you stop and ask somebody on the street for directions, they might not even know English. Some of them didn't know English. Or maybe you just assume that because they don't know. Because they look like a maid you wouldn't hire. And then, but also it's the kind of place where if you ask someone for someone's name, they're like, oh yeah, so-and-so? <laughs> I, I... I'm connected to him. He lives down there. <laughs> so yeah, Doc feels a troubling place. But I think we've just we just listed off like ten crimes. Mostly we hate them because they beat us in basketball every year. Okay, you know what? <laughs> it's totally unfair because the runoff from the from the Gatorade plant here in River Heights. <laughs> <laughs> all goes down there and they get the good stuff yeah. and y is it killing them yes are they better at basketball yes yeah but we have nicer uniforms we have very nice uniforms and our, our basketball players don't want to must them and that's why we're so ineffectual <laughs> oh because we don't want like marks on our sneakers <laughs> okay also also this seems like a natural disaster but it's not this oh my god there's crime. an earthquake there is an earthquake <laughs> is created by some kind of device being put up against the foundation a giant vibrating device yes <laughs> that they cause an earthquake with for did we find out why just to cause a distraction i believe i, I don't think it's clear yeah. There's several of these crimes that we know they did, but why is not clear. You remember the scream by the river that everyone went yeah, to look for? Yeah, that never gets that talked about nothing. again. There's a historical tree struck by lightning. For all we know, they put a lightning <laughs> rod in there. I mean... That didn't get... The that only, never got figured out. <laughs> the only reason that I know they didn't do the lightning <laughs> is that at the end of the book, when Nancy <laughs> is tied up and gagged in a submarine... And then a sinking ship. Gay, the super mimicking actress yes who looks like yeah who looks exactly twin. like nancy is explaining literally every single thing that they did she doesn't mention it and that means they didn't do it because she was bringing up stuff that i'd forgotten you mentioned her car was stolen it was stolen and moved literally just across the street just to bother her and it was stolen because she left the key in the ignition well and that was her car but there was a rash of stolen cars the red car was stolen yes by them. By them. The same one that, that pushed her off the road. Mm -hmm. Just happened to be owned by that lady. And not because it was Nancy either. No. Gamero is one of the few really evil women villains in the Nancy Drew novels. Hashtag girl boss. Yes. She is trying to get revenge on Carson Drew. Kind of as a side project while she's doing her main crime. Of 
getting diamonds. Well, that's also a side project, a side gig. Her main crime is, I think, hawking electronics. Yes, electronics. Stolen from the military. Military electronics, which, which is John o- McBride is Nancy's, like, a, what What would you call him? Uh, her secret agent, not boyfriend. Secret admirer. Yeah, I think I think we're going to have a lot of not boyfriends. Not boyfriends. For Nancy Drew. And that's what we should just, like, her not boyfriend. Is he there? Does he take her out? Well, Does he show interest? Yes. But he's not the boyfriend. Because the book ends with, Goodness, Nancy, you must be tired of hearing us talk about our steady partners when... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Nancy interrupted, laughing gaily. She said, Not at all. For the present, my steady partner is going to be mystery. I can't remember how it came up, but there was like, Oh, why why aren't you dating anyone? And they were like, Nancy, well, she's busy. It came up because John McBride was flirting with the girls. And Emily's like, don't flirt with these guys. Helen's engaged. And Nancy Nancy is busy. busy. (laughs) And if that's not code for something, I don't know what is. Yes. Guy Moreau is, of course, very horrible because she's a woman, but she has no mercy on Nancy. Gay is an actress who was put away by Nancy's father for forging checks. One of the things she wants is to get revenge on Carson Drew. By dressing up as Nancy. So she breaks into their house, takes a picture of Nancy and her credit card, which what did they refer to it as? A charging plate. A charging plate. Like I, I legitimately thought it was probably like a license plate for a while. I didn't know what it was. They even referred to it as falling to the floor with like a metal clank. Wasn't it kind of like a stamp? basically that i should have researched that i live in this gymnasium and eat the hot dogs and corn dogs i find i don't i don't spend money i don't know so yeah so she steals that and then she's capable of making herself up and perfectly imitating the voice of nancy drew to such a degree that not only can she use the card but when nancy shows up later they're like you are the one who did that until the police are like no she's not and they're like that's right no she's not she buys a bunch of clothing at the department store but also steals a bunch of clothing at the same time all to the tune of like four thousand dollars in this day and age right in this economy and her own dad at the end almost thinks i yeah i can't she is nancy drew she's so good for a moment nancy (laughs) thinks that gay is nancy that's true she sees gay in the other boat and she's like is that me yeah Uh, when she decides to disguise herself as the ghost and Mm -hmm. comes face to face with her yeah. in the woods, mm-hmm. she's like, oh my gosh, it's me. Yeah. That's all the mistake it took to let her get away. Along with that bumbling police officer coming along. Uh, private security? Both. Carl Bard or something? Oh yeah, you're right. Old Carl Bard. <laughs> Can't that's a name, people that's a name that just screams. Was that you? No, it wasn't me. <laughs> I got an alibi. Maybe. <laughs> that's how names work, Hope. People aren't named after their fathers. Carl Bard is a name that just screams bumbling security guard. If you name your kid that, that's what they get to be. What's your like D&D name? Carl Bart. Oh boy. <laughs> D&D is for Satan. Hope you know that. <laughs> this woman's so good at making herself up she can even fool the father of this girl until Nancy like reaches forward and smears her makeup yeah. and the dad's like ah oh, gotcha. <laughs> Nancy doesn't wear makeup. She just looks like that. <laughs> She's just excited by crime. <laughs> <laughs> you're not flushed enough by the danger you're in. Mary. Let's talk a little bit about Maud Potter. Oh, what a B word. She's thrown in there as a blackmailer and as kind of a red a, herring. Blackmail red herring. Jean, the waitress who is also Mary. Who is Jean, Mary. Mary Mason and Gay Moreau. Uses Maud to try to distract Nancy and it 
doesn't work to such an amazing degree. Because Nancy's like, never trust an informer too much. If someone says to her, oh, I saw whatever, she's like, okay, that's true. But this wasn't true, so she didn't trust. Well, that's because she has an instinct. Oh, what an instinct. This waitress comes to her and says, hey, you know the woman who's unpleasant? She's been unpleasant the whole book, and we've spent three books realizing that that means something. She snipes at Nancy constantly. The first thing they said about her was that Helen looked at her with disgust. She kind of huffs at them and then walks off. And that disgusts Helen. They had been eavesdropping. Well, that's okay. Ma insinuates very heavily that she wants to do Carson. She would like to date the widower Carson (laughs) Drew. And Nancy's like, that's funny. Maud Potter certainly was not the type of person. Not the type my father would go for. To interest her father. But yeah, she's like, oh, this person did all these bad things. And not even Maud would do those bad things. She's like, why would the waitress snitch on the person who got her a waitressing job? At some point in the book, I believe it's Helen, somebody, maybe it's her dad, compliments Nancy Drew about her her you're such a good judge of character which Mm -hmm. is of course what we always know about nancy it's the one thing she can do and swim but it's said about maud nancy compliments her on finding this waitress jean (laughs) and maud says i do have an instinct about people you know but of course jean ends up being the criminal so maud never did have an instinct maud you dumb cow Yeah, so she's definitely the red herring of the book. It was telegraphed so hard that she had to be the bad guy. Yeah. The first clue that she wasn't. Right, as if I have one up on Nancy, investigator extraordinaire. Maud's entire plan for blackmail is to convince the police that the aunt had stolen the diamonds. And the aunt's explanation for being worried about this was, there was so much going on, I was very tired. So I believed it. So I just, I was like, oh, you will then. But as far as I know, she doesn't give her money. She just doesn't fire her. Yep. That's what the blackmail was. If you don't, if yep, that was it. And the best part is that threat was also why the diamonds weren't reported to the police. Partially because if guests thought that diamonds had been stolen at this hotel, they wouldn't come. But also because she just felt Maude had something on her aunt. She just felt that. What did you think was going on with John McBride? I thought he was sleeping with the woman who was getting married. At the beginning? Didn't like, it that's how like, it felt. Because you met him and they're like, they assumed it was her fiance. John, handsome, devil, so much fun, great guy, likes, likes Nancy. Likes to go on skin diving dates. Very close with the bride. What was her husband's name? Dick. Dick? Yeah, Dick and John. I think we can't say this in the 30s. We can't say this in the 50s. But you and I, let's be adults and say Dick likes seeing and watching his wife get absolutely railed by his best friend. And I think we can just acknowledge that that's okay for them. That is their lifestyle. Listen, editor, this is so important that our listeners know there's a real possibility that around every corner there's a psychosexual menage a trois. You're not reading these books the way I am. I think it's very true. I think our theories differ widely. I don't know. John McBride, right away takes a liking to Nancy. But right away, pretty much, she's like, so what do you do for the army, John? And he's like, oh, I can't tell you. He said, it's classified. In civilian, that means confidential. Thanks, John. He's definitely mansplaining oh my like, God. the army to Nancy. Being secretive for no reason. About so many things. About things he finds in the grass. He finds a flipper print, which she sees as they're driving away. I love that eyesight of hers. She, she spots the 
the flipper print and like the size. What are you looking at, John? And he's like, a big fat beetle. Yeah, good cover, You want to look at that, good you cover. idiot? You want to look at a big beetle with me? Later they find an electronics part and mm-hmm. he picks it up and won't tell her what it is. But he's like, oh, you helped me so much, Nancy. <laughs> You just don't know. But he is also fooled by the twin. And this results in him going to the wrong place for a date. Bringing her a sandwich. Going to the orchard with a sandwich. Like a chump. (laughs) While she goes off skin diving alone. Which you should never do. Like a chump. And uh, gets a spear thrown into her camera. This spear pierced her camera. And that was the only thing that saved her life. Like you can't throw that underwater, right? They call this spear very specifically. But harpoon, right? Am I crazy? I don't know any of these terms. I guess she said fishing spear you toss it down i thought they revealed later that it was from underwater right but that's because she sees this shark which turns out to be this submarine that they have in the river same diff but it's also funny because later she does go skin diving with john and she has to save his life because he gets his foot stuck it would have been a much shorter series if nancy the first time she went skin diving again her foot just got her foot stuck that's why you never go skin diving alone and a more interesting series if she hadn't helped john why didn't she just wait to see if john came back instead of just diving in to find him she yeah she thought he was down there and then when she didn't find him and got attacked she came back up and was, well maybe he left maybe he was down there and he just left she was told he was down there by a fisherman yeah. listener you might think surely nancy drew recognized this fisherman as the same man who didn't help her when her canoe had been capsized but he was wearing a hat so you can't tell you can't tell she didn't see the first guy helen did yeah yeah same person same person in the original book yeah that's all one person so the shark sub we know later is what originally capsized their canoe yeah they're just practicing their submarine tactics and they capsized the canoe this all ties in with the diamonds of course the diamonds are on the ship that sinks we know this have we even told them that a ship sinks? Like Yeah, we mentioned that she's tied up and left in a ship. That's it's complicated. Sinking. Because the diamonds get stolen. Nancy's like, well, at least the insurance will pay for it. And the aunt is like, No insurance. I, there's no insurance because I thought they'd be safe in the bank. That's why I took them out of the bank. <laughs> yes. <laughs> brought them here in a bag and put them on the table for all to see. Uninsured. And by the way, later when the house blows up, I believe the aunt mentions insurance again. I'm like, oh, now you have it. Yeah, she has it on the house. Glad you learned your lesson. $50,000 worth of diamonds. <laughs> yeah, I guess the diamonds have to be less valuable than the military electronics they're selling because that's still just a side gig. They don't run off after that. They have to continue with their submarine nonsense. Yes. The diamonds get stolen because Gail, who pretended to be Nancy, had been pretending to be Mary, working at the Lilac Inn so that they could use the basement to stash things until they put them in a separate house down the river but mary got fired because she thought there was a ghost but the ghost was mary sending signals to the people who were using the basement or maybe in a house down the river so gay gets her job back but as a different person Jean, so that she can continue to send signals by putting lilacs in the window and she hears that there'll be diamonds because they were talking about it loudly and knows about the secret panels in the wall because of trying to do the electronics thing 
thing. She oh my god, because yes, wall. because so she was using it as a secret base. So she, they turn off the lights, creating a blackout, steals the diamonds, goes and replaces them very cleverly, quote unquote, with perfect lookalike face. How did she know what they look like? In the original, it might have made sense, but in this one, it doesn't make they sense. They say she had to know exactly. Because she so gets she, exact fakes. And then she puts it back by the window. So by they a window find for them it, to find. Even though they hadn't seen it the first time and knew it was added later. Then they take it into town. It's glass. And then she tries to frame Nancy for stealing the diamonds. All of this because chaotic evil, I guess. Or because she hates Carson Drew. And she's trying to do mean things to Nancy Drew because she hates Carson Drew. Maybe the insanity plea is the thing for Gay to try because this is not making a lot of sense. Well, she has plenty of opportunities to kill nancy just like she goes on a car ride with nancy oh she she's a waitress she could have poisoned her food nancy but was in the house with her sister alone any any number of times they could have kidnapped her then poison would have been a great way to kill her but instead a time bomb yeah they put a time bomb in her cabin to kill her and helen <laughs> which serves as a warning too not to go places without men a b w m always be with men but luckily helen had left the cabin and got knocked out because she saw a ghost and the other guy didn't think that she would believe it was a ghost so he knocked her out and left her all this happens bad guys are caught the whole conspiracy comes out it's, it's determined that nancy drew is nancy drew and gay moreau just had makeup on they decide to go skin diving one last time john mm. and nancy to find these diamonds to find the diamonds at the bottom of the river in the boat and, that they got onto after the sub and nancy thinks that they're in a barometer that she why did they even include that while on <laughs> On the boat, Nancy sees a barometer and goes, oh, that's probably where they hid the diamonds. And then they dive back in and it's not even it's just in not. the barometer. And Nancy's very clever and figures it out that it's in Gamer Rose lipstick tubes. Just chock full of diamonds. Brings them up and it's a big show. But they raised the ship later in the day. They could have just waited to find the diamonds. Looting these sunken ships here in River Heights is such a profitable thing. And I'm going to say it right now. It's because of our log problem. Yes. That we have true. so many sunken ships. That's probably why she's a skin diver. Top of her class. Guys, the entire operation. These bad guys have everything under control. Nancy never understands what's happening. I don't think even up to the end. They have stolen diamonds. They have stolen military electronics. And they are driving away with the only person who could stop them. Gagged and tied up in the cargo hold. And guess what? happens their boat hits a, a log, log. <laughs> and it sinks it that's why we have skin diving classes here at river heights high school and put out newspaper articles about who's best at it yes i was so happy for the arc because i didn't think there was going to be as much arc from book to book but the redemption arc for the log that they hit <laughs> in the last book who now comes back and sinks the right ship this time. Yes. I'm looking forward to this log coming back as a semi-regular. You know, maybe not the character depth of, say, a Jim Archer, but certainly some redemption. I, I can't even get over it. Happened in the last book. Helen thought it happened again. It didn't, but it did happen to the bad guys. Oh, what irony. 
I don't know what log sinks an entire ship. A ship big enough to have inside rooms. Yeah, not a red motorboat, but a full mm-hmm. cabin cruiser. Once again, murder by hands off. They all are leaving the ship and they're like, well, Nancy, you can stay here. And if your lungs should fill up with water, well, it's none of my business, really. There was food mentioned in this one. Yeah, but it wasn't very much food that was mentioned. <laughs> yeah, but there was a course of broth. Lightning round. Things I feel like need to be mentioned. Okay. Following a trail of lilacs. So many lilacs falling from this girl's hair <laughs> that they could follow a trail to where she was. Because that's very much thrown in that Gay Moreau always liked lilacs. Yep. The actress friend who she goes to meet to track down Gay... By going undercover, but Gay hates her because she got the good actress parts, but she loves her dad... So she sends him the pipe that the old inn owner carves. I was sure there was going to be like diamonds in there or it was going to be part of the story. It's just not. The other woman who fired Gay for being too lazy, but we don't know if she was because that woman didn't seem trustworthy either. The many trips to town, always there's people who need to go. You can make so much money with a taxi service from this hotel to town because Mm. every time someone's like, I'm going to town, everyone's like, "I, I haven't seen my family in weeks. Oh, I go, please? and the whole time Maud Potter had gone to the agency and asked for jobs for herself because she was so mad at the inn. And she gets one. She gets she like gets, a better job. Gets a better job. Which and, good for her. I don't know yeah. how this hotel is going to manage. But she tells that agency not to tell anybody that she'd asked for a job, which makes her look more suspicious. And they don't, which is weird. Yeah. I mean, not weird. It's normal. But like, who doesn't tell something to Nancy Drew? There's the fact that, like, every member of the crew is named except for, quote, the skin diver. Like, he's just some weird superhero or something. I'm pretty sure they were hanging out in yet another bungalow, making, like, the bungalow the most recurring character outside of Helen. I remember a shack. That was, that's probably what I'm thinking of. But it's just, it's always some house that somehow no one owns. Yeah, and then Nancy stumbles upon and then gets tied up. Gil the gardener was one of the bad guys. You kind of get suspicious of him sometimes. He's cranky and mean, but I didn't really think he was involved until the end. Another thing, Nancy finds a note in the gardener's shed. Oh my God. With Mary Mason's handwriting, tracks down Mary Mason's family in (laughs) Dockville, confirms it's Mary Mason's handwriting. But she says, oh, someone else told me to say it. Like, it doesn't even matter. Only thing Nancy had to do was get kidnapped and wait for a log. And hope the police came along before she sank to the bottom of the river. I feel like smearing Gay's makeup is the extent that she helped crack this case because otherwise somehow they would have literally arrested Nancy. The cops in this town, Hope, I don't know. This is the most convoluted book I think I've ever read. (sighs) Mystery-wise, so many moving pieces. And to think that in the 1930s it was like the opposite. (laughs) Oh, I'm looking forward to the next novel, The Secret of Shadow Ranch. This is the only one I read as a child and was one of my favorite books. Oh, poor childhood hope. (laughs) We do find out. The childhood hope did not realize what she was reading. (laughs) I've played the video game, but that's about it. I think there's much less water and we're going to meet Bess and George. No. Yeah. Are you sure? I'm sure because... That's all I knew when I was growing up was Bess and George. I didn't know Helen. Oh, what happens to Helen? Well, she probably gets married. Finally. (laughs) It's another log. (laughs) Uh, Well, we got to get out of here before the Dockville team gets here. (laughs) 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 They always practice, those jerks. Until next time, I'm Carl. And I'm Hope. Go Go Wildcats! Wildcats!
have a special episode about this video game sometime. I have a we have a ho- there's a host of video games we can um oh I don't know put them on our Patreon. Remember to support us at our Patreon. <laughs> you can email us at riverheightsradio at google.com or find our Patreon River Heights Radio. We'd really appreciate it. Instagram at River Heights Radio, Twitter at River Heights FM, River Heights Radio on Facebook, and River Heights Radio on YouTube. Uh, and give us a review or five stars on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever you're listening. Yeah, if you listen this far, I mean, why not? We actually put a, a lot of hours into these episodes, but we're having a lot of fun. Oh, it's a blast. So, it's all thank for you, you guys. for listening. An extra special big thanks to Robert Busby for composing and recording this podcast's musical intro and to the wonderful Hope Busby for editing this entire thing. You guys make it happen. Thank <laughs> you.